Welcome to the Spoutcast, where we spout off the news to those who drink from the well. My name is Ben, and alongside me is my faithful of two weeks co-host, Jane Fawcett. And we are one for... Two for two? Two for two would be the, is that the expression the correct, there. The correct Are ratio? we going to go on baseball terms again? I mean, last, you know, <laughs> I Ken mean, Griffey, Ken Jr. Griffey thing. Jr. did play for the Atlanta Braves, so <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> ben, it is good to have you back in the studio. It's good to be back. We have a great show for you guys today. Sure do. We are going to be listening throughout the show to maybe one of my favorite artists, Interesting. Um, yeah. His name is Josh Garrels, for those of you who don't know him. I was actually a little surprised when I moved to Fresno. Like, hardly anybody I asked, like, hey, do you know Josh Garrels? Most people didn't know who he was. Back yeah. in Santa Cruz, he was he was like the hot ticket item. The big deal, huh? He was the big deal. Yeah, Ben asked me if I had Josh Garrels, and I said, oh, I don't know. You can look through my iTunes. And lo and behold, there he was. But I don't know if I've really listened to the album. So he currently sits stagnant in Jane's iTunes library. Most most artists sit stagnant in my <laughs> iTunes library. I I like Spotify. I like a variety. Mm-hmm. A variety of the same kind. I'm a big Spotify proponent mm. as well. I yeah. think it's a great resource. Ten bucks a month and unlimited music. Oh, I just do the Who free could beat version. that? Oh, well, I do the ten bucks a month oh, one well, because no commercials. Me. You know. All I don't really care stuff. about commercials. Really? Sometimes they're a nice interruption. I don't, mm, okay. don't think I agree with that one. Well, <laughs> that's one thing Ben and I don't see eye to eye on. <laughs> so we got uh, commercials and baseball are the two things that Jane and I don't see eye to eye on so far. I mean, I like baseball. I just don't know it like you do. All right. All right, fair enough. So we're going to be listening to Josh Garrels a little bit. We'll also be discussing the sermon, sure which will. we're continuing with the anatomy of a disciple and mm-hmm. talking about moral discernment. Mm-hmm. Um, so that will be being morally discerning. That um, that message we'll be discussing that coming from PJ Lewis. Um, so that'll be on tap for today, as well as our guest for, I think it's, it's her fifth time? I think so. It's Layla Granada, and she is she's transitioned into a new role, which we will talk more about next. But did you know, Ben? What? <clears throat> Layla and I have our own hashtag. Do you? What is it? Maybe other people share this hashtag. I haven't checked. But Layla and I have been coined as Lane. Lane. Because she is my partner in crime. And we are one person. Okay. You didn't want to go with like hashtag Jayla? Like Ooh, Jane I like and Layla? Jayla better. It's like J-Lo, but a, yeah. like a modification Jayla. We have done hashtag um, Thelma and Louise. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But All then right. I think recently we talked in the office about how they um, drove their car into a river or something and died. Oh, really? I don't know. There's uh, something about the movie. I don't know about it. So how long have you known Layla? How well, how long has Jayla been a thing? I oh, should say. Jayla has been around since Oh man. I can't even think of when it, since I came on the connections team, really. All right. Cool. Here and there. 
Right on. Yeah. So we'll be talking with Layla to discuss her new role at the well, as well as um, she went on a cool little trip this weekend, Mm -hmm. um, a bus tour of Fresno. So um, we'll be discussing that with her as well. So that's on tap for today. Jane, I have a confession to make. Uh Uh-oh. I came to Fresno, and before I came to Fresno, I used to exercise a lot. Yeah. And then I came to Fresno, and I kind of, like, stopped exercising for, like, the last five or six months. Okay. And then recently, myself and one of the other WSM leaders, Robbie, we, well, he already had a gym membership, but I got a gym membership okay. um, to GB3, and we've decided that we're going to go work out regularly, like three or four times a week. Nice. So this started last week. Okay. And let me just tell you, I'm really, really, really ridiculously sore. So if you had to lift a pencil, would it hurt? I think I could manage a pencil, but give me a Sharpie. could be a different story. Man, a whole new ball game. <laughs> it's a whole new ball game. Jeez, just a few more ounces in your It changes out. my whole life. I have to think about every little thing now. <laughs> well, Ben, it's a good thing all you have to do for the spout is just sit in your seat. It's true. It's yeah. true. Yeah. So I have. I am very excited about going back to the gym and working out with Robbie. He's, he always makes me laugh, and it's a great time. So that's like something that's uh, something that's been new in my life, as well as... I don't know if you listeners have played this game yet on your iPhone or smartphone or what have you, but I found this new game via uh, some students, um, yeah. and it's called Flappy Bird. Okay. For a long time, I long time meaning like earlier today, oh. I was calling it Slappy Bird. Slappy Bird. And people kept on correcting me, and it took me a while to like get it to sink in. But it's called Flappy Bird. It is really kind of of a dumb game, okay. but it's very fun. And you get frustrated after a while. Is it like Angry Birds? Not like Angry Birds at all. So what happens is there's this little bird and he's like floating through the air and you just tap the screen to like keep him up in the air. Like he's a flappy bird. So if you don't tap the screen, he'll fall and like die on the ground. So he's like kind of like falling with style, like Buzz Lightyear, you know, Toy Story shout out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you have to tap the screen and he like goes up. And then there's these these green like tubes, like when you used to play Mario on Nintendo, you know, those green tubes that you go down. I was like, oh, I loved that. So there's green tubes, one coming from like the sky and another one coming from the ground and you have to like tap the screen at just the right sequence to get him through without touching either the top one or the bottom one. Oh. And oh, you it's don't really want to go through the two. No, no, no. They're like death zone. Oh They're no. They're like my it's a minefield. Uh oh. And so my record right now mm. is 24. <laughs> That's which is pretty low. Oh, okay. Um I don't so, know. I've but, never played you'll have to show me. It's a really fun game. Good. So, yeah. Cool. Well, stay tuned for our sermon discussion and enjoy a little Josh Garrels. Farther Cheer up my brother 
You know why I'm becoming morally discerning? You know why you're becoming morally discerning? It's so that we can show a world what moral discernment looks like, a world that has no idea what is right, wrong, up, down, black, white, anything, and is desperately needing these answers, desperately needs to see people that are morally discerning, taking in and engaging the culture to right wrongs, to stand up for what is right, to stand against an injustice, to get involved. That's why we're becoming morally discerning. That's it. See, what sacrificial generosity as it matures, you know what it makes me do? It makes me become an intentional blessing. It makes me look at the world and say, how can I help? How can I serve the world around me? That's what it makes me do. Moral discernment as it matures in my life and it becomes more and more, it takes more and more in life and I see it more and more. It makes me say, how can I change the world around me? How can I serve the world around me? How can I change the world around me. Right there, you heard our very own P.J. Lewis talking on the sermon of morally discerning, which then leads to being culturally engaged. And I got to hear his sermon a few times. Oh, wow. um, so it was good. Each one had a, like a, a kind of a unique spin to it. For I heard it at Fig in the midweek, and then got to stick around at at North a little bit last night as well. So um, you were at midweek even. I listened to it from midweek. Oh, got it. No, I was... Uh, I was going to say, dang, Ben. <laughs> you know, I like to just Super holy. listen to as many <laughs> or the same sermon as many times uh-huh. as I can. So uh, this week we're talking about this idea of morally discerning and which leads to that cultural engagement. And so PJ did a great job of kind of driving home some, some different key um, things within it. One of the things that I really liked... Um, about his message was he talked about this idea that we don't do anything to become anything. Mm-hmm. It's not like a do this, do this, and then one day you become a child of God. It's kind of yeah. counterintuitive to like our culture where, you know, you know, I went to school, I went to college and I got a degree and then you get a job doing something mm-hmm. or, you know, you work, work, work to achieve something and then you have the status or, you know, stature of something. But mm-hmm. it, this is like completely upside down thinking in that you, you know, going back to the core, you just submit yourself humbly and you're a child of God. Mm-hmm. And then he begins that work in you from the yeah. inside out. We just talked about that in residency a little bit. That is a hard thing for me to grasp because... I want to have my own part in it, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's like, there's nothing that I can do except submit my heart to Christ that that brings anything out of me. Mm-hmm. It's weird. I think it's it's one of the things that makes it very challenging is because it's so different than everyday thinking and mm-hmm. what our society has is, as the general flow of how things go. You work hard, mm-hmm. you achieve something. You work mm-hmm. hard, you achieve something. You get that status after you've put in your hours to become something. Totally. But this is kind of completely different. It's by the grace of God, 
you are a child of God. Mm-hmm. You humbly submit yourself, you're a child. And yeah. then he begins that from the inside out work. Totally. Then leads to that biblically formed and um, the surrounding areas of that anatomy. Yeah, for sure. <clears throat> Sorry. <laughs> um, it's like it's like John 15 with um, being fruit attached to a vine. Like there's nothing that that fruit can do to be anything except be attached to that vine. Nothing it can do to grow on its own. That it's all, it's totally reliant on its source of life. Mm-hmm. It's just crazy to me. PJ gave this cool example of kind of to illustrate this idea of moral discernment and how to kind of check your engine, if you will. And he used that idea of a mm. check engine light and yeah. how, you know, if you're driving down the road and your check engine light goes on, you know, you don't just think, oh, I'm going to pull out the, the, the bulb so that the check engine lights on. Like it's an, yeah. it's an engine issue or a heart issue. You have to mm-hmm. rewind the tapes and dive into the engine to figure mm-hmm. out what's going on there. You yeah. can't just turn off the check engine light and expect things to change. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> this is totally off subject, so I'm not even <laughs> right, going to go into it. Jane. No, no, no. My check engine light came on one time and my dad told me to keep driving. But um, oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think I mean, I guess looking at at how you are morally discerning does it does say a lot about if you're humbly submitted or biblically formed. I think there's it's crazy to me. Like so much goes back to everything goes back to the core, and that's mm-hmm. just crazy to me that like even in stuff where we were wrapping up AOD after hours last night, like. Every table that we asked, like, what did you talk about? What did you talk about? Every table talked about how their conversation was about um, discerning right and wrong between such and such and such. But in order to even be able to discern, like, you have to submit yourself to Christ and be formed by his word to even Mm -hmm. know what he says about issue A, issue B. Mm -hmm. So, like, in those things, like I know PJ talked about, black and white issues in the church becoming right. or gray becoming black and white in the church. And then in society, black and white issues turning to be gray issues. Like we don't know how to make those decisions if we aren't listening to what God's telling mm-hmm. us and listening to the Holy spirit in us. I mean, we've talked about this before on the spout, like giving up our freedoms mm-hmm whether it's something we can participate or can't, but mm-hmm. doing it for our either our witness or for our, um, like if someone, I mean, we're both on staff. So like, mm-hmm. what's it look for like for us to drink in public or mm-hmm. break the speed limit or cut somebody off? Like anything, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. people are watching all the time and gauging what they can do off of what we do. Mm-hmm. So it's just this like crazy thing that it always goes back to submitting ourselves to Christ. Yeah. I think the thing as we've continued to go through this series, the thing that's resonated with me personally the most is that biblically formed idea 
Like just mm-hmm. having that and that foundation being such a huge aspect of it from both listening to messages um, in from PJ and um, Shay and the others. And also we're going through the same curriculum with WSM, like as mm-hmm. I'm reading through and like going over lessons and stuff like that, it's like biblically formed. Like that's mm-hmm. for me personally, that's the thing that's been hitting home. Like mm-hmm. PJ talked about this idea of how if you're humbly submitted, but you don't have a biblically formed mind, then you'll be like... I want what God wants so badly, but you know, you don't read his word. So you just start guessing what you think he wants. And then it's really your own desires that you, you know, you kind of um, fabricate in your mind. You think, oh, God would probably want this. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to do this, but it's not, it's not rooted in his word. And so it might be completely off from what he is wanting. Yeah. I think it, those things like make me super thankful for my time in residency because we're digging so deep into God's word and like I like learning about history of things and like I don't know the old testament's just my favorite right now. I mean hmm. Romans is really good too, but <laughs> just hearing like seeing Christ in in places where I wouldn't have yeah. thought to find him before, hmm. like the old testament or like knowing more about how um Moses was so submitted to Christ in like even like the adversity that he faced in the desert with the Israelites, like all those things where um, you just see God's character proven over time and you see that he wants an obedient follower. Mm -hmm. He wants someone who's passionate for him, who's like willing to give up their whole entire lives. And just seeing examples of people who have done that is a good thing as I'm in a spot where I'm trying to lead other people Uh and even lead my own life. Like, thinking, what would God want me to do in this moment? And then the Lord bringing his word to my mind to be able to to discern what to do. And our theme verse for residency is Ezra 7.10, that um, you study the law, you do what it says, and then you teach it to others. And just that aspect of studying it, you can't do it or teach it unless you know it. Mm-hmm. So it's just a cool, a cool thing to... To remember. Yeah. You touched on it a little bit uh, briefly, but going back to that idea of black and white in the gray areas, and it was cool how PJ illustrated it. You know, in scripture, there are black and white areas where, you know, this is always wrong and this is, and this is right. And it's, you know, you can look to the scriptures for that black and white answer. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we as humans will start to make our checklist, like this is a black area, this is a black area, this is a black area, white, white, white. And like, we'll have that distinguished line between the black and the white areas. But there are some areas that are gray Mm -hmm. and we'll begin to, where scripture has left um, room for that discernment, we'll begin to put those gray areas into a black or white box. And that's where kind of division can start to come in because some, someone might see it as, Oh, this gray area goes in this black box Mm -hmm. or this gray area goes in this white box. Mm -hmm. And then there'll be two different opinions when really scripture isn't completely clear on which one, you know, Mm -hmm. it's a situational thing. And that's another thing that PJ kind of touched on is he said, you know, as he's going through the sermon on moral, being morally discerning, he said, you know, this isn't about situational ethics. It's about situational application of standards that are that are laid out in scriptures. Like we we look at each situation differently. So, you know, whether it's um he talked about a, a few different 
He talked about the Oakland Raiders um, being one of those <laughs> on a, on the black or white side. Uh-huh. Um, but we don't have to we don't have to talk about the Raiders. I don't really like them. Yeah. So and then but like the idea of drinking, if yeah. it's uh, you know, if it's it's something where, you know, you take it situation by situation for and he talked about this idea of what might be a sin for me is not a sin for you, mm-hmm. depending on the role you're in, the situation you're in, mm-hmm. the people you're around, um, and the time you're in. So it could yeah. be a sin for me now is not a sin for me three years down the road. Mm-hmm. So it's all about, and that's where that really discernment comes into mm-hmm. it, where it, it is situation by situation. Yeah, and it's constantly being in, um, having your weaker brother in mind, I think, mm-hmm. because... Um, like I said before, like it may be perfectly fine for me to do something, but if somebody right. saw me doing that and that's something right. they struggle with or they're trying to figure out where they stand on it morally, m- maybe not having a biblical background in it, right. like I could cause mm-hmm. that person to stumble and mm-hmm. we're not supposed to do yeah. that. I think we we often think that this idea of moral discernment has everything to do with us and totally. it's like our choices that we make and you know is this right is this wrong but one of the, one of the things he touched on was moral discernment has a lot less to do with us mm-hmm. and a lot more to do with God and those around us yeah. that the choices you make those gray areas the decisions you make um, are more about glorifying God and respecting mm-hmm. and doing them for the good of those around you I think it's cool to look at it too in the sense of um, pairing it with being culturally engaged. And if mm-hmm. we're if we're not able to discern right and wrong between gray areas, then when we are put in situations where people in our culture think differently than us, we're not able to um, make a decision based on what we know God wants us to do. And I think even seeing PJ mentioned like cultural cultural engagement leads to being a blessing to that Mm -hmm. community. And um, Layla's going to talk on it when she comes later, but just looking at how we can reach different pockets in Fresno Mm -hmm. that maybe we're not aware of when we do serve day. And maybe that being a launching point for people to see, I can do a project on serve day, but I don't want to just do the project on serve day. I want to do it Normally, mm-hmm. so like looking at ways that we can be a blessing to um, to our city, to other people, and how we can be um, more engaged in our community and be a light for Christ in that um, instead of thinking like, I can't get involved mm-hmm. because I'm going to screw up and then yeah. <laughs> it's all going to go downhill from yeah. there, you know? Yeah. If we, yeah, I think you nailed it on the head. If we take this idea of morally discerning and just stop with the decisions we make, then we're, mm-hmm. we've missed, we've missed the point. It, it totally. is that cultural engagement, that application mm-hmm. of, you know, when you've become morally discerning, there's things in our culture that will drive you to want to change them. You'll For see sure. something and you're like, that's not right. That's wrong. Yeah. And I need to do something like not mm-hmm. wait till someone else does something. I right. need to do something about this. Or you see something and you're like, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. That's very good. That's right. And then you need to go praise whatever that is that's yeah, going on. For sure. So it, def- it definitely doesn't stop with the discerning part. It's mm-hmm. it's that cultural engagement. And then it continues on in that anatomy. And mm-hmm. um, so, yeah. Yeah. So that was the morally discerning sector of the anatomy. Next week, we'll be discussing relationally healthy. And 
and oh shoot, I always forget the last one. I guess as a, in our relationships, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, Sounds I can't remember the, the next two words. So. We did this last week too. <laughs> You'd think we, we learned our morality. lesson. You'd think yeah, we learned today for the <laughs> Dave, the backbone, <laughs> the backbone. Oh shoot, I just touched my mic. Yeah, and um, I think for those PM services that aren't able to catch our last um section of the anatomy check it out either online or go to midweek or go to an am service somewhere it's going to be a good wrap up to um the series mm-hmm. all right next we have our very own layla granada sure on do. so stay tuned for that and in the meantime we'll be hearing from a little bit more of my one of my favorite artists josh Garrels. Shores of the side unseen, the substance of dwells in me. Cause my natural lies on the ghost skin deep, with the eyes of my heart anchors. Plumbing the depths to the place in between, the tangible world and the land of the dream. Because everything here ain't quite what it seems. There's more beneath the appearance of things. A beggar could be king within the shadows of the Yeah, wisdom will honor everyone who will learn to listen, to love, and to pray, and discern, and to do the right thing even when it burns, and to live in the life through each treacherous turn. A man is weak, but the spirit yearns to keep to the course from the bow to the stern, and to throw overboard every selfish concern that tries to work for what can't be earned. Sometimes the only way to return is to go. Welcome back. Hope you continued to enjoy some of that Josh Garrels music. He's one of my favorite artists. We have with us today our very own Layla Granada. Oh, oh. oh hey, Lay. <laughs> Layla has been a guest on the show a few times before. Mm-hmm. This is my first. Um, ooh, is this my fifth? <gasps> is this fifth your time? fifth? This is my fifth time, you Layla guys. debuted as a guest. But then she came back not long after to scare our very own Josh Martin Mm -hmm. in a clown mask. Clown mask. And she almost got punched in the face by a really muscly guy. Is there like a rite of passage that comes with your fifth time on the Spoutcast? Like you get to wear a medallion around your necklace saying like I have been on the Spoutcast five times. Maybe the sixth time. How about the sixth time I come you guys Well, this is the thing. Andrew File's been on about eight times. Oh, wow. He can just stop. Um, we don't have anything for you, Layla, oh, okay. other than the glory of it all. Other than pride. Yeah. The okay. pride of knowing that you've been on the spout five times. Okay. So Layla, since yep. the last time you've been on, you yeah. have ch- pos- transitioned. I've positioned. <laughs> you have transitioned roles. <laughs> I have. Into, um, tell us about what you're in. Yeah. Um, well, it's kind of bittersweet, Jane, as you know. It, is it affects your life as it affects mine. It really affects my life. <laughs> well, <laughs> for good and bad. Um, but our very own Cambria Belici. Oh, well, that was the sound Layla's of Layla's iPhone <laughs> dropping to the floor. <laughs> Duly noted. Don't try to text your friends while being interviewed. Don't te- don't text and spout. Um, okay, <laughs> so our very own Cambria Belici. Um, 
and Andrew Belichi, uh, and Cosmo Belichi, and Cosmo Belichi Granada hyphenated. <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh. Okay, um, they uh, moved to Sacramento, and so uh, left the connections director position here at the Well open. And I um, have the privilege of filling that role. So um, there has been a, tran- a transition of positions. Mm-hmm. It's hard to say together. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so now I am no longer uh, solely at Clovis, but I am uh, able to visit all the campuses. So that is that. <laughs> so what's like a general snapshot of what the Connections Director does, like in a short paragraph or yeah. a few sentences for the listeners who may not know. Yes. Tweet it. Tweet it? Tweet it. So like Just tweet in, it. in the oh, size like of, a, of a tweet. Oh, like 35 characters. 140. 135 yeah. characters? Wow, good to know you used to do wow. social media. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and really we lost short her. Yep. Okay. Um, yeah, so my position... Um, is really it's really fun actually. So unlike the campus directors, the connections campus directors, they um, oversee connections on their campus. Mm-hmm. I get a holistic view of the well as um, all campuses kind of come together. Mm-hmm. So they don't all have to look the same or have the same um, vibe and feel. But we definitely were you know we're one church at multiple locations, so we want to have consistency all throughout. So. Um, I get to go visit Jane at North and Chelsea at Clovis and Rick at Southeast and um, Kim at Fig. So it's it's <laughs> really fun to just be able to go out and see um, connections in um, all these different campuses and how it plays out from everyone's specific personalities and um, campus pastors and just campus teams. So um, it's been really fun. Layla got to experience her first 7 p.m. service last night. I did. No, oh, that wow. wasn't my first. That's my second. Oh, well, okay. That was my me. second, too. Oh, jeez. Buddies. Um, so Layla stuck, hung out with me during the p.m. services. We did a little join serve meeting together. We did. Rushing. Well, we rushed at the 7. We joined we serve. We joined. Met. At the five? <laughs> At the five. <laughs> so, Lay, give me an idea of your perspective of the difference between a PM service, maybe even specifically the seven because it is my favorite, um, to the AM services you're used to. Oh, gosh. Um, well, North is just a different campus altogether. It's, um, it's a lot bigger than... Clovis, where I was before, so um, just the the environment inside the sanctuary it was a lot um, fuller than I'm used to, um, and so just I think with more people and the crowd and during worship and the message, it just the um, the environment feels a little bit more lively. And then, of course, at the seven, you have what like seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, twenty year olds mm-hmm. um, who are just so full of energy and bouncing off the walls and young and fun and um, just living life. So that was a really fun experience to um, go be a part of that and see just, it's really cool to see all these young people so excited and on fire for Christ and wanting to serve in their church and wanting to join life groups. And um, so that was, that was really awesome to see like a, a group of people of that generation kind of come together. So being in the role that you're in now and having the ability to go to each different campus each yeah. different week, has mm-hmm. it 
um, maybe reformed or reshaped or changed in any way your perspective of just the well as a whole, being able to see kind of the broader, holistically, the bigger picture? I mean, you touched on a little bit just the different worship styles and yeah. or, or demographic, you could say, of age in them. But is there anything else that you've kind of caught your eye or um, gotten your attention in, in that? Yeah, I mean, I think it's really cool to go around and just see the um, the community involvement of mm-hmm. where the campuses are located. Um, in each campus, the people who come in, all of the guests and um, family members who come to attend service, um, each service at each campus, I feel like, has its own kind of like vibe. Um, so from midweek, we have a ton of families who bring their food early and it's um, really communal. So people mm-hmm. come and just kind of hang out and eat with one another before service. Um, and like I said, the seven was just, it was almost like a big party for Jesus. Yeah. Like everyone was so excited. That was really lame. <laughs> it's kind of cheesy. <laughs> I know. Whatever. Uh, just roll with it. It's been a hard day. Okay. Um, I keep this thing um so yeah it's that that's been really cool to be able to go out and just see kind of um all the different kind of personalities of Mm -hmm. each of our campuses and even services and I didn't have that chance before so it's been um just a really fun experience so far Right on. Well, Layla got to participate in something this weekend, which I didn't, and I don't think Jane did either. I didn't go Jane either. Jane wasn't on it. I, I did get to kind of help brainstorm some of it. So she knew so behind you had the your scenes. Own, your I had own touch my, on it. Yeah, like I have an idea of what it is, but yeah. go ahead. So it was, I don't know what it was phrased as or titled as, but a bus tour of Fresno? Yeah. Or was it labeled as something else? Um, I mean, it was a bus tour of Fresno. It was um, kind of titled more specifically a serve day leader training kind of piece. Cool. Um, So the bus tour gave all of the life group leaders or a a majority of life group leaders at the well um, kind of a... um, a time to kind of go through uh, Fresno and different parts of Fresno and experience areas of need and Mm -hmm. areas where um, there are organizations that have kind of um, committed that they're going to focus on specific areas Mm -hmm. of Fresno and specific topics and um, things like that. And so we got to get kind of like a backstage pass into Mm -hmm. what these things are, what these organizations do, where they need help. So it's all in hopes that when Serve Day comes around, that our leaders will already know um, a bunch of different organizations and things that they can do and help out in. Um, So to kind of like start stirring in um, in that, you know, timing of Serve Day coming up. Mm-hmm. What areas, like what different pockets of Fresno did you guys see? Yeah. Um, so we started, we, there were two buses. And so each bus um, had a little different route that they took. Um, the bus that I was on was the one that didn't break down. Get stuck. <laughs> yeah. Didn't I, I get stuck. Or I got stuck. I don't yeah. know what happened. It was on the side of the road. I was not in that bus, thankfully. Well, actually, not thankfully. I heard it that bus they had was fun. stuck for like. 40 minutes or so. Yeah, it wasn't very long, I don't think. But I heard I that like they had... I feel like that's a long time. Oh, you do? Yeah, I do too. 40 oh, minutes? You do? <laughs> <laughs> I was talking with uh, Scott Carolyn earlier, and he said that there were multiple different, like, levels or tiers of tow trucks that came to oh, try no to, like, way. get it unstuck. And Scott it was, was like, on that bus. Did it just po- high side or something? I... It, like... 
it was going through a dip and then it like the we the back wheels or something were lifted off the ground and the tail was just stuck. Oh. <laughs> and so like they first started off with this like podunk tow truck and it like hooked the strap to it and he said the strap broke. Oh, so no. then like another he said the next tow truck driver came and <laughs> his words was he didn't do anything. And then they finally like pulled in the big muscle and like a bigger truck came. That was Scott's was, words. Scott said yeah. he didn't do anything. Gosh, Scott. <laughs> That's funny. Um, yeah. So what, what was different your, areas? The different that you areas. Saw. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we start our bus started um, in Pinedale mm-hmm. and Mike Sladen, who many people probably know who Mike Sladen is. Um, he started the organization off the front mm-hmm. to um kind of go in schools, fight obesity, um, really get kids active. Um, and so we started there, and he kind of talks a little bit about his organization and what he's doing and mm-hmm. um, how people can come alongside and help and get involved um, in Off the Front. So we started there. Um, we heard from um, Andrea Shabaglian, who is um, with the organization um, Made for Them. Mm-hmm. So she's um, fighting human trafficking um, here in Fresno locally. And so she talked a little bit about um, where that's happening, some life change stories of women that she's met, um, which is just, it's so cool to hear that um, just these stories of women who have um, struggled in the past, but now they're out of that. They've been t- like taken out of um, kind of those struggles and those trials. And so now they're a part of a made for them organization. So they're serving and helping others. Um, and then where else did we go? Um, we went through downtown, um, specifically the Lowell neighborhood downtown. Okay. And then um, we went to um, like Southwest Fresno. Um, and yeah, we hit a couple other places. I'm trying to think um, about those. But yeah, those were kind of like the main stops that we hit and heard speakers talking a little bit more specifically on those. Cool. Now, what was the, Andrew did a debrief at the end of things. Was there any extra information that he provided there or just kind of wrapping up um, like the bus tour in general? Yeah, he pretty much um, just kind of reiterated like what um, Serve Day is, how people can get involved. Um, We had a... um, a few other like flyers that helped you now from this information you Mm -hmm. got, you could take it home and take it into your life group Mm -hmm. and talk a little bit more um, specific about what your life group wants Mm -hmm. to do, how, um, if any of these organizations are people that you want to partner with for serve day. Mm -hmm. Um, So it was a little bit more of like that tangible, like we have the information, we have some ideas. Now let's take it back to life group and kind of like do the researching and brainstorming what you want to do as a whole on that day. Totally. Mm -hmm. I thought it was really cool being, I was at, I'm at FIG in the AM services on Sunday and I wasn't even on the tour, but it was a great conversation starter. There were a lot of people who I just, um, crossed paths with that were on the bus tour yeah. and they didn't, you know, go on this tour on the weekend and then forget about it. Like they mm-hmm. wanted to talk right. about it. Right. It stirred some things in their, in their hearts of like mm-hmm. wanting to become active in different areas mm-hmm. uh, um, in Fresno and kind of, I think it unveiled a little bit in mm-hmm. the way of like, there's, there's these things that are just around the corner from us and mm-hmm. we may have not known about them, but they're really like in our neighborhood. Right. Yeah. So. And then the, probably for me, the, the biggest takeaway that I got and um, something I thought was really cool. 
I was fortunate enough to go on the first bus tour that another um, church in Fresno put on, mm-hmm. um, I don't know, a handful of months ago. And so a lot of these areas of town, it wasn't my first time hearing about them or visiting them. So that that wasn't like kind of a a big shock to me. But the the part that was really cool is to be on the bus with others who were going through it for their very first time and mm-hmm. realizing um, what West Fresno looks like mm-hmm. and um, that it really is kind of an area of town that's forgotten and seeing mm-hmm. um, all the brown land and seeing um, all the, you know, just needs that they have that mm-hmm. have been looked over for so many years um, and finally kind of like understanding why people focus and want to um, bring help into these areas and going through Lowell and um, and understanding, oh, we talked about um, slumlords mm-hmm. and really like driving by yeah. some of the homes that are being rented in mm-hmm. these horrific conditions. And so it was just, for me, it was just really eye-opening to be around others who were mm-hmm. experiencing it for their first time and just that realization of, mm-hmm. wow, we don't have to go very far yeah. um, to see conditions that are um, really needing Christ and needing help and needing attention. And so um, that was really encouraging just to, and, and a privilege, I feel like, to be a part of people just experiencing that. Yeah. It's such a cool educational piece too, coming up on Serve Day right. to go to areas that, I mean, I've never been to in Fresno mm-hmm. to see like what the needs are. So having life group leaders see that and then hopefully launch into projects when yeah. Serve Day comes to... Um, meet those needs and help help in those areas. I just think that's a cool yeah. educational yeah. piece. And so to anyone who hasn't gone on a bus tour, Andrew had said that he really wants this to be something that we can do um, more than just one time and then that's it. So mm-hmm. it wa- it, he wants it to be a reoccurring thing. And I don't know how often or when the next one is, but he said we we definitely want to plan and host another one soon. So mm-hmm. that'll be great. You cool. two could... Be a part of it. I'll, I got to sit I'll in the front, up. though. Or get else I'll get car sick. It's such a big bus, though, that you don't feel it because I you don't did get it? sick. Oh, yeah. I sit on wow. a window, and it's fine. I think huh. just walking on the bus, the smell just feels <sighs> like. Yeah. When was the last nasty. time you were on a school bus, Jane? It was a charter bus. It was a charter bus. I mean, it feels like a school bus. Kind the of. last time I was on a charter bus, I don't even know. Going to Hume? Um, for camp, bus? maybe? Oh, I don't know. That would be a horrible. Okay, thing. Layla, I know all the fans are wondering. What? Oh, gosh. <laughs> What's going on with Hot Rod Coalition? Oh, of course. Give the fans us the are, update. Fans are so wondering <laughs> that. It's just waiting. For those of you that don't know, <laughs> Layla and her husband, TJ, are the founders of Hot Rod Coalition. Yep. So TJ's been on before talking about car shows that um, have been done in the spring and the fall. Mm-hmm. So we're taking a hiatus for the winter. Yeah, yep. But there is an event coming up. Yeah, there is. Um, there. Yep. Mm-hmm. There's an <laughs> event coming up called the Hot Rodder Shindig. Um, and it's just a time to come and hang out. Um, it is uh, in March. And uh, car show season is usually from like April to... October. And so um, for the most part, a lot of these guys kind of throw their car in the garage and they don't get them out too much. And so um, this was just another event to get these people out and about and um, to get the community together. And again, for TJ and I, it's an opportunity to have 
conversations and um, get to know these guys on just a deeper level and their wives and um, kind of connect with them. And it's been really interesting um, and super cool just lately, some of the conversations and invitations we've been to invite some of these people to mm. church um, and just conversations that TJ gets to have with them as they're driving to, you know, um, a car show that's out of town. It might be a few hour drive. Um, just being able to share stories of their past and where they are now. And yeah. um, TJ sharing, you know, his story of um, coming to know the Lord and what Christ can, you know, do in our lives and the redemption we get. And so it's just been kind of interesting because now three or four years now we've been doing this and just now we've, we're starting to get those like conversations mm-hmm. started. So it's been, um, I think super rewarding now. And shout out to old man Granada. I know he's <laughs> the real deal, man. Yeah, man, that man. guy, man, that guy, that guy, <laughs> that guy. Well, hey, thanks for joining us. So glad that you're around for another episode five times now. We'll have to find a figure out a price for you. But don't tell Andrew or PJ. Yeah. PJ's been on more than me. I don't know. Probably. We need to do an official. I don't know why I'm looking at that. In my long tenure here, (laughs) he hasn't been on yet. So, all right. We're going to uh, listen to a little bit more Josh Garrels, and then we'll be back to close us out. Yep. Welcome back. We are here to close out your show and to bring you a few announcements. Um, I kind of mentioned it a little at the end of the sermon discussion segment, but we do not have PM services this Sunday because da, the, da, 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 it's the Super Bowl. And who's playing in the Super Bowl, Jane? 
The Seahawks <laughs> and the Broncos. You missed. I think the birds are gonna go down. The birds are gonna fall, huh? The birds are gonna fall, and the, the Bucky and Broncos are, are gonna stomp on them. Oh wow! That's my prediction. Really? I'm going for the Broncos. Wow. There are quite a few people on staff that are pretty avid Seahawks fans. Yeah, well, I don't care about them. I'm not one of them. Okay, good. <laughs> I don't know if they're... Are you a Broncos fan? I used to be a Broncos fan. Oh, you had a falling out? Well, that's when I was a Fairweather Tim Tebow fan. <laughs> oh, okay. Now it's not very Fairweather. Because I used to be a Florida State <laughs> fan. Too. Oh, yeah. Another mm-hmm. a Fairweather Florida yeah. State fan. I was never a converted. Jets fan, though. Oh, okay. Yeah, I gave that up. Yeah, who wants to be a Jets fan? Not me. So there is no PM services this Sunday because of the Super Bowl. Right. So find yourself at a midweek service this Wednesday or um, 9 or 11 a.m. services at Clovis Fig or North. But beware, North is really full. So you might want to check out a different campus if you go to North. Get the opportunity. Check something out. Come to Fig. I'd go to Fig if I didn't work at North all day. Oh, wow. I like Fig a lot. Fig's great. Yeah. Um, We didn't say it at the beginning of the Spoutcast, but I think last week I said that every week I was going to come up with a word to describe Dave Johnson. Last week, the backbone of the Spoutcast. So now I would say I'm going to go with the nucleus of the Spoutcast. That was a spelling word for me in third grade. Yeah? Nucleus and cytoplasm. Do you want to spell those for us? Cytoplasm is C-Y-P-O-T-L-A-S-M. I have no way of knowing if that's right. And nucleus is N-U-C-L-E-U-S. Dave's giving you a thumbs down as, if, as in no, you're completely wrong. cytoplasm, right? C-Y-T-O-P-L-O-A-S-M. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go with nucleus. N-U-C-L-E-U-S. All right, that one's better. Did I get it? <laughs> yeah, nucleus, a.k.a. Dave Johnson, gave me the thumbs up. All right. Thanks for listening in again with the Spoutcast. It was wonderful having your listening ears throughout this session. It was super wonderful. It was super wonderful. Thanks to Layla Granada also for stepping in. Good old Layla. Good old Layla. This is the Spout. And we're out.